Even when I bring out my phone and I start filming her, she's just, she moves her positions or like she just doesn't want to be in camera. Well, she's not being paid, obviously. Mm, exactly. Exactly. She's very spoiled. <laughs> yeah, she needs treats. That's 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 the name of the game. Is she very yeah. food motivated or not so much? Uh, treats, yes, and really? I do have treats with me. So my pug later. was was obsessed. <laughs> He's totally treat motivated. She loves her treats. She loves um, there's chicken feet. Mm. Like they fry like like the actual foot of the chicken and you should not feed dog free fr- no, fried no, no, food no 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 it's uh, i don't know if it's fried but it's like hard chicken foot and okay. she loves it it's her favorite treat ever she got it as a gift from my friend and every time we bring it out she like she'll do anything just to have that treat oh my god what a cute <laughs> our, our like i i taught my pug um luther mm-hmm. to go do you want a hug? Do you want a kiss? Or do you want a treat? And by the time I, I would say kiss, <laughs> you would go crazy. <laughs> and so when we had guests, <laughs> I'd always do it. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> I would love to train Stella to do that. I mean, she can, but... She just have to train them with the three words. Yeah, hug, kiss, treat. Yeah, <laughs> then by kiss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a great showstopper exactly no my uh i have a close friend that has trained her dog to like box with her to like what are you talking about like <laughs> she'll be like come on boxing and she just do the stance and then he would like go on two feet and like start like you know kind of hitting her almost with her with his paws um so She's taught him how to do that. She's taught him how to pose for pictures and gossip. Like he would go to her ear and gossip. That's cool tricks. I'm like still on the way with Stella. I'm just letting Stella be her own person. After six years. (laughs) Just letting her be her own person. (laughs) It's okay. As long as she knows the basic commands, then uh, that's good enough for me. (laughs) Yeah. And what, what are the basics? Sit, stay. Sometimes she would come when I call her name. Sometimes she's just like kind of spoiled. So she just bees. If she knows that she's not um, like in public and she's just at home, she's not going to listen to me. But if she's in public, she's going to listen to her name being called. Sure, sure, sure. No, she knows. She knows to be in like around my pro- proximity. So she's good. I think I think we've taught her well. <laughs> Stella. And she doesn't, like, attack anyone. She doesn't bite anyone, so... I mean, she's never bit anyone before, so... I think I think she's a polite dog. Yeah? Yeah. She seems like a very tired doggy. Yeah, she's always sleeping. <laughs> uh, well, what's the plans with you? So when did you start with uh, Mai Tai? Uh, when did I start? Uh, I've started approximately five years ago which isn't that long ago, if you think about it from like other fighters' perspectives. Um, and it's like, it started off as something that I just wanted to do for like health purposes. I wanted to be fitter. Uh, I just wanted the sport to give me like a routine or something in my life. Um, but 
as I started learning more about the sport and more about the techniques and the discipline of it. Um, And I saw people around me go into fights and see how they trained in comparison to how I used to train. I started loving the sport more and I started loving um, fighting. Uh, After my first fight, I just, I was crazy. I was like, I want more. It was like an addiction almost. So yeah, now I just can't stop. I can't get away from it. If I miss one, two training days, I am like, I can't, I, I can't sit in my place. My mood changes at home. I get so like upset. I get cranky. Um, people at work tell me, Nadine, you don't look like yourself. You don't look like uh, something. Something's not right right now. I'm like, yeah, I haven't been training or something like that. So it's kind of like taken over my life. In I those will five years. never ever <laughs> allow my sister to do any kind of mixed martial arts. Why? Martial arts. Never, never, never. Why? Never, 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 never. Why never, not? Never. <laughs> not gonna happen. Not in a million years. Is it? Because she's my little sister. That's why. Okay, I'm the youngest in my family. Okay. Uh, so you're lucky you're not my brother. You're not my <laughs> sister. Um, no. Uh, it's, I mean, don't you want her to, like, know how to defend herself if hopefully nothing She shouldn't happens, need to be in a position where she has to defend herself. You never know. These, like, some situations happen when you least expect it. So she shouldn't be in a situation where <laughs> that would happen. And let's say in the odd chance that she is in that situation. Not going to happen. And how do you know that? How are you so sure about that? Because she's not going to go anywhere alone. Like University, if, if, school, work. Well, if let's put it this way, right? If, if for example, here in Bahrain or Saudi Arabia, if she would say to me, I want to go to the coal store to pick up a Coke. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. But if she would be with me in the UK, for example, and she would say, I want to go cola, I would say, okay, that's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. But things could happen here in Bahrain too, or in Saudi. Maybe because you might have not experienced it. What happens at 12 o'clock in the afternoon? You never know. People get harassed. A lot of women get harassed in broad daylight. Here in Bahrain? Yes. In broad daylight? Yes. I don't know what places you go, but I've never seen that. The cold store, the supermarket, the mall, uh, concerts, a lot of... Why is she going to concerts? There's big concerts happening. I'm incredibly traditionalist when it comes to that kind of stuff. I understand. I don't even study Oslo, so <laughs> I that, mean, that reference that. I mean, I understand, but things in Saudi happen as well. A lot of, like, no matter what the person's wearing, no matter where they are, no matter what time of day it is. I know a lot of people that things have happened to them in broad daylight and at nighttime in places that are public and places that are private. <coughs> I mean, I don't know exactly what you're referring to because in, in, in Bahrain, it's become that it's, they've just recently placed a, a law that there's a 100 BD fine for catcalling. Just recently. Like literally the last month. Isn't that Danny? Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of the rules here, sometimes it would apply, sometimes it wouldn't. 
some women aren't strong enough to report that or they'll be like i don't have proof so why would i go and report that so you think the best argument against being catcalled is is having is having a level skill level of mma fighting I do you mean... not feel like you're excavating <laughs> the problem in that sense no i'm just saying that it's good i'm not saying for catcalling like if catcalling walk away shout at them i don't know usually here don't engage it, move yeah, on d- move on uh, it's fine like um even people here in Bahrain. Well, they're doing it to get a reaction out of you. So I know, but a lot of men here, I realized if you shout back at them, they're going to be scared little puppy. Like in the UK, let's say, maybe if you talk back to them, they're going to go after you even more. But I've noticed that here in Bahrain, when you shout back or like you like you notice them and like you shout back or like you cuss at them or whatever, um they're going to kind of like back with oh no no sorry uh uh or something like that like they're not they're going to kind of go away or if you go and report it to the manager or whatever of whatever place you're in um so it's okay like i'm not call, uh, talking about cat calling and like for you know having that skill of fighting or something like that but having the skill would help you in situations that like has it how has it helped you then so far it's helped me but not in this type of scenario my point exactly <laughs> <laughs> you proved it in your own words no, after no, no, five no. years it's helped me in a lot of ways it's helped me gain a lot of confidence in myself um it has also helped me be more disciplined because a fighter's mindset is different than uh, i wouldn't say different most like uh, most of the times it is different than like an average person's daily lifestyle there is wh- what do you think about that no but that's like that's so like that's not here or there that's like me saying Yeah, joining the Navy has given me discipline and exercise that I would not have had otherwise. Yeah, sure. Being a world athlete has given me that discipline. and I mean, being yeah, I a woodcutter. I mean, to be honest, a lot of things could give you that discipline. A lot of things can give you that confidence. But to me personally, I find that I'm not afraid to walk in the streets. I'm not afraid to... That's uh, dumb. No, what? Why That's is it really dumb? That's dumb. Why is it dumb? Just because you're trained in mixed martial arts does not ne- does not therefore mean that you can just walk down the road and not have to worry. That is r- course, a ridiculous see, statement. Of course, there's moments that I will have to worry, but I kind of still have that confidence in myself where I can, like, at I can support myself. At best, at best, you can you could you could defend yourself against two people. But anything more than that, and that's it. What is it? Of course. Uh, what is it? How does that saying go? Um, four hands beat, two hands beat one fist, or four hands be, uh, four hands beat two fists. Okay, I mean, I'm. That means that two people can just using beat one person, just using their hands without using their fists, can hold you down. That's the end of that. I mean, that's true, but. And I know that like situations can happen whether I'm a fighter or not. Someone can have like a knife. Someone can have a gun. Not in Bahrain, but like uh, even in general. Bahrain. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying like there isn't really a lot of like k- 
cases. I'm not sure. I'm not. Very... And and if you're talking about from that avenue, most girls just get uh, um, drugged in a bar or a club. And that's the end of that mm -hmm. as well. That's why I don't take. I don't go to those areas. I don't. Oh now, <laughs> oh, oh now you agree with me on that statement? Oh okay. no, no. I mean, people can go to these areas, and that's okay. I know a lot of people who go to these areas. I've been to bars before. I've been to lounges before. Um, no, listen. This is the way I see it, right? And I'm sorry to interrupt you on it, but you, you, you stack, you, you stack your, your, your probability either for you or against you. Meaning that if you have a nice car and you drive in a bad neighborhood and park it there, mm -hmm. it's partially your responsibility if something happens to that car. And if you're wearing a, a nice chain around your neck or whatever, and you go around a bad neighborhood, don't be surprised at being robbed then. Yeah, but what if you're not in a bad neighborhood and you're being robbed? That's what very unlikely, isn't it? That's not very unlikely. Absolutely. Robberies can happen. I'm, I'm saying it metaphorically. Statistically, and it is very unlikely to be robbed in Oxford Street or Mayfair <laughs> than it is to be robbed, I don't know, in, in, in Angel or, or some other like shitty area. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is true, but there's Brixton, still the chance. Brixton, for example. There's still the chance. You're not, well, that's not an argument to be made. You can, there's a chance to be hit by lightning while walking down the street. <laughs> it's still a big <coughs> chance to be uh, robbed in these areas. Like people still get robbed in these areas. But that's not an argument though. You cannot just simply no, say. No, just because it's not as much as in like bad areas uh, doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Doesn't mean that it's like a low number. It is a high number. It's just not as much as in other areas that's what how, how i see it yes but even if somebody comes up to you to rob you for your chain or your watch or something like that being an mma fighter <laughs> is not going to help you in that situation i think you're escalating the issue rather than than de-escalating the issue okay sure we're on that or we, we disagree on no, that no 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 okay i'm not like in the case of having your little sister become a fighter with whatever with, with whatever sport i'm not saying if she's gonna get robbed or harassed or whatever that's gonna help it her gonna but happen. it will help her almost with just her confidence in herself her fitness she could do it as a hobby like fitness wise she can just enjoy life and like have it be like uh crossfit or Ballet. whatever Ballet. Uh, gymnastics. Uh, I don't know. Chess. She exactly. can do whatever she wants to do. But, but ain't not that. It ain't going to be that. It ain't going to be that. I don't want my 12-year-old sister getting her face pummeled. And I don't want her to be her face pummeled when she's 18 or 22 <laughs> or 24 or 30. <laughs> it could happen. I mean, at some point, she's going to be exploring the world by herself. No, matter. No, she won't. <laughs> that ain't happening either. <laughs> I, mean, I told you, you're, you're very fortunate that I'm not your brother. Because we, <laughs> I would have learned MMA just to choke you out. <laughs> That's how that would have gone. I mean, coming from like knowing a lot of families that um, were strict with their kids, what I noticed was that these kids would usually end up sneaking out and doing what they want to do. That's a failure on my part then. Yeah. And he and I thought that he would be bad, so we should not <laughs> No, but 
she still would want to explore the world not like okay you can protect her in a lot of cases but you can't stop her from the world's harm you can't stop her from doing everything in the world she will have to explore just like how you have your stories to tell she will have to have her story it's a witch and she can go around <laughs> and do what she wants with her husband because it's his responsibility then and what if she goes to like what if she goes abroad and go on university she has friends she wants to go out with her friends i see I see you. And مش مؤدبة يعني that's we did something wrong. We raised her wrong if this is happening. This is from our side of the family, by the way. This is يعني from my 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 uh, side of the family. This would not no way. We send the boys to the boarding school, but we don't mm-hmm. sell the girls. Okay. I mean, maybe it's just I guess maybe the different ways we might have been brought up. Maybe I've like I've like with my family my sister went abroad to america she lived there alone she found herself her own roommate uh, lived her life she went to dominican republic i went to thailand by myself because she wants to study she first of all she got a scholarship i'm saying my sister not about oh, you yeah. no 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 Um, or your family. I'm saying this is how it would happen, and I can. I I already know my family. This is exactly the conversation would happen. That would be the end of that. وين تبغى تروح؟ تبغى امريكا؟ تبغى نيويورك؟ تبغى لوس انجلوس؟ خلاص الصيف روح نصيف روح اسبوعين ثلاثة اسابيع روح وتشوف. Okay and let's say you guys I'm not, I'm not bringing this up and saying that she has to be a fighter but let's say you guys go to America. As a family, there's still a risk of something happening there. Like, people... Well, she's not alone. Yeah, but people kidnap people. <laughs> what are you trying to say? teach her how to fight. That's not going to help her to fight if four guys come out of a black van to kidnap my sister. That ain't, that ain't happening. I mean, what are you talking also, about? Also, I would advise maybe you can go learn how to fight. So if something happens to your sister, maybe you can defend her. Who said I'm not going to be the first one on top of that guy's head? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I do encourage everyone to learn how to fight, not because to be like aggressive in the streets or like violent or be violent people. Uh, Blacks, I feel like training and uh, just training, not going into fights or anything. Training does help someone like release stress, release a lot of. negative energy that they have within their days within their weeks within their months so go for a run have مشكله running is that's what i would say annoying. exactly i'm giving to my this is the exact advice i would give to my sister but don't you have those feelings like that feeling sometimes which you have a lot of stress in you and you just want to like you know shout it out or like let it out somehow never in my entire life I guess I'm different. I get those feelings sometimes. ولا مرة ولا مرة بالحياتي did I did I stand up and just wanted to yell at a mirror. That's never happened to not me. Not at a mirror, but like, and not yell, but you were just very like when you feel very frustrated. Frustrated. Yeah. 
what do you want to do? Like, you want to like let go for a walk, have a cigarette, <laughs> have a drink, just go over it, think about it, chew a little bit with a chewing gum. Go like hmm. sometimes for me personally, I can't like okay, I can think about it, but I'll still have that feeling of ugh, I'm very stressed with work. I'm very uh, I have a lot on my plate. I have this and that to deal with and i need to let it out some way for me personally and the way that i deal with it is just letting it out with training and training somehow makes like makes me feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder and that's one of the reasons why i like fighting or training that's why i like the sport in general I mean that's it's كل واحد على شخصه كل واحد على إنسانه whatever you do you do الحمد لله whatever I do I do and and حظنا I'm not your brother <laughs> I'm not and you're not my sister this is our very fortunate in life <laughs> because I promise you there would be a lot of hoshat <laughs> behind I I understand so, I mean that doesn't like I'm not saying that I didn't have fights in my family about me doing the sport there's been a lot of fights my My parents were like, this isn't a sport that, like, for girls, I don't want you to get hit. I don't want you to hit other people. What are you doing? Why are you enjoying this? Like, why do you like getting hit in your face? And I'm like, that's not the reason why I love this sport. And I understand it's not for everyone. And I don't advise You're the one who said that you wouldn't let your sister. That's what I just said. Why? I just said it in Arabic. What brings my sister to violence this is not something that she should be even yani okay and i don't want violence i'm but i'm, I'm not saying you're my scared. sister i yeah, said yeah, that, no, that no 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 i'm saying in you general, do you girl you have fun in general it's not um the sport isn't really about violence just because you see the direct hits does not you literally mean. just showed me a clip of you boxing and then being like oh i knock out that bitch <laughs> so don't give me the spiel <laughs> See, I'm not saying you do it as like a professional sport and just go like to fights and stuff, but as a sport that like you can take in as a hobby of like just training, you don't have to get into fights. I already told you, Akash is coming to you to train. That's that's his sorted. Don't worry about don't worry about the billables. That's already sorted. <laughs> I'm just saying my sister isn't going to be involved in this kind of stuff. And even if it would be my brother and he would come up to me and say, hey, I want to be boxing or shazik, I would tell him, this is how that would happen. So you wouldn't let your brother? It would be a lot of like like fighting. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot of fighting. I'd be like, shof. I don't want to leave you with boxing. I'm going to box you. And I'm going to box you. This is exactly how that would go. I understand it. Like, I've had that talk before. Um, I understand where you're coming from. But I just want you to know that this You do you. That's no, fine. No, no, no. I'm saying for, let's say, in the hypothetical case that one of your siblings comes to you and says, like, hey, I want to... do any type of mixed martial arts um it's not that doesn't mean that they're going to be fighting on the streets that doesn't mean that they're going to be a violent person 
بالعكس لا بالعكس I will be violent على هو <تصفيق> I will be violent على هو I will be like what are you coming to me with mixed martial arts خبيتك mixed martial arts روح ادرس be like go 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 learn what are you talking to me about mixed martial arts no way get out of here no I mean they can do both if they want to it doesn't have to be mixed martial arts it could be any sport شوف يجي عندي يقول شوف حمد ابغى اروح ابغى اروح جيم روح روح جيم روح جيم تبغى عضلات يلا ما عليك روح مشي مشي حالك يقولني يقول ابغى اروح جيش اقول خلاص تبغى تروح جيش فكر عليه تنام وترجع بكره تقول اوكي يلا نروح ودي لك الحكومه تدخل الجيش ما عليه يجي عندي ويقول ابغى اصير بوكس انا راح بوكسه روح ارجع وينك؟ اي سي يو هاف ا لوت اوف or maybe go on like the way you've been brought up is just not like you wouldn't want your siblings to be um that's how it is from our family why would you think it's because is when it comes to violence what are you doing raising your fist on anyone this is from like this is the same speech my father gave me when i was he would tell me تروح هناك وتضرب الناس وينك؟ Yeah but that's like um, you're just fighting people on the street or like not on the street in school uh, and that's like an actual fight mm. like uh, with emotions what I'm doing does not You don't have to justify yourself yeah, by no, the way No 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 I'm not justifying myself I'm justifying the sport I'm just using me as an example because that's what I know Listen, fighters can fight all they want and, and, and all the power to them if they want to go and fight. Mm-hmm. But if it talks about me or my family, it's something very different animal. It's as simple as that. You know, if if if, if Danny comes to me and says, hey, Hamid, I want to go and, and fight, I'll be like, yo, perfect, great, go for it. And in fact, that's what happened with Akashi, no? Yeah. See? I mean... As I said, this but that's my opinion today. Maybe tomorrow I wake up and I go. My brother comes to me and says he wants to fight. Then maybe I'll say yes. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll, maybe maybe during this conversation, I would, I'll switch. <laughs> I, I, if I, that happens, please message me. I would love to. Know. I'm I'm willing to be swayed by harder hearts and harder intellects. So <laughs> if that happens, it happens. I'm 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 I, I'm not willing to die on this hill. Mm-hmm. But I would I would be very. I mean, as I said, the sport isn't for everyone. Um, I, see, I, I don't understand. I, like, I don't, I, I really, of all the pursuits in life, like, why would, why the hell would my brother want to get his face pummeled? It's not about getting his face, like, punched or whatever. Um, it's more of, like, usually when people start the sport, it's, usually one of two reasons they want to relieve stress or they want to do it for fitness reasons and that's usually the start of like getting into muay thai or whatever martial arts because they have no other options in life i had a lot of options like muhammad ali what was his original name what Cassius Clay, mm-hmm. um, the boxer who bit that guy's ear off. 
Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. That was because that was the options they had available to life, right? They, they didn't get an option of being a doctor or being an engineer or being whatever. They grew up in an environment where it was that or drugs. There was nothing else for you. I mean, these are cases. Those are also the most famous yeah, people just there. Just because they are the most famous does not mean that that's how everyone starts. Am I talking their... out of my ass? Did, did Cassius Clay, sorry, Muhammad Ali, have other options in life? No, I mean like, like career-wise. No, I'm saying like, like from, from maybe it's my old school thinking. Don't get me wrong. I'm known to be wrong, uh, but I would assume <laughs> that, that the most people that, that are boxing for, for a career is because either they're really, really good at it, or more likely than not, that, that was what was available to them. I mean, everyone has options in life. Um, it's not... You almost made my neck crick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes... Some people's options are more difficult than others. Um, but I can assure you, just because you mentioned two famous people that might, I'm not sure if they had options or not, two people that that was their only options does not mean that all of the famous like boxers, MMA fighters, or Muay Thai fighters, that was their only option. Well, I remember watching a documentary. Danny, maybe you can back me up if you saw the same one. They, they talked about how most boxers don't actually go into the sport because that's something that they want. But more than not, it's their dads that push them into the sport. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that same thing, Danny? Not really, but I know it's the case. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not asking you. I'm not. See, I, I don't really know, but I feel like when it comes to girls, especially, I'm not talking about guys. When it comes to girls, it's not always the case that like a father would tell their daughter, go fight, go train, uh, boxing. Not in our culture, that's for sure. <laughs> a kid. Not in our culture. A kid. <laughs> no way. A kid. Um, so usually when people get into the sport or the people that I know uh, or the people in our culture, it's usually they get into it. I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of the cases, it's usually I want to be fit or I want to relieve stress or both. Mm -hmm. Well, relieving stress is, is a stupid argument in, in, from a biochemistry perspective. Why is that? Because what, what, what's the stress hormone called again? Uh, not serotonin? No. Danny? What's the stress hormone called again? It's, I remember, it's not serotonin. It's, it's not estrogen. It's cortisol. cortisol. Thank you. So what happens is that you go from, you go from a, a very stressful work environment. Like this is what, what, this is what leads to a lot of burnout for, for, for bankers mm -hmm. and um, consultants. They go from a very high stress, high energy environment like uh, banking, stock trading, whatever, whatever, whatever. So they have a massive buildup of cortisol in their mm -hmm. system. 
And then they go and do a high intensity sport thinking that that's going to build off stress. But in reality, what you're inducing is endorphins and, and higher cortisol, even higher. So you're going from already from, from a high peak to a higher peak. And over a period of time of, let's say, five to, to, to five years, 10 years, you burn out your adrenaline gla gland. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're hormonally then just destroyed, just destroyed. And so that's why you find a lot of people, like especially in, in the West, who do like these high intensity jobs and high intensity workouts mm -hmm. that after a span of like five, 10 years, they're just like a shadow themselves. They're just like incapable. Um, I mean, usually that's why if someone wants to go like full time, like fighter, pro fighter, they usually end up <coughs> quitting their jobs after they've reached a certain point in their career. Um, but haven't you heard of like the runner's high? So when someone goes for a run and then after the run, they feel like they've been like boosted with energy. See, even she's growling. She was like, that's nonsense. <laughs> she's yes. sleepy. <laughs> no, she even, she even was like, Argh. Stella. Stella's with me on this, aren't you, Stella? Stella's sleepy. Stella, mm -hmm. on whose side are you on, Stella? On my side. She no, knows. she's just giving you support right now. <laughs> Look at her. She's just woken up. <laughs> Stella. <laughs> she wants to sleep do you want to put her on the couch uh, Danny <laughs> it's okay she sleeps on the ground yeah oh you're coming back for a revisit hello you she's you like didn't... I need to stay on camera you didn't find anything you like enough with my crotch <laughs> what are you doing there's nothing there for you but yeah usually when people go and work out by the end of their workout, with whatever workout it may be, they end up <laughs> releasing, uh, like, serotonin. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people end up working out and, like, like working out, like going to the gym. If someone has been through, like, a breakup, you would see. <laughs> see? <laughs> She knows. She knows. I'm speaking the truth here. She's like, thank you for saying it. <laughs> See? Stella. Stella's completely with me on this. <laughs> I want to hang out with you more just in order to spend time with Stella. <laughs> okay. You can take her whenever you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Stella is, is, is very conf confident that I'm right on this. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be in denial. I mean, I will agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I hear where you're coming from, from, from the runner's high perspective, but it also introduces enormous amount of, of, of cortisol, mm -hmm. which in turn, that's why you find people who are like these, these long-term runners, you're just wrecks. Mm -hmm. But workouts i mean from what i've read usually working out and like high intensity workouts or sports or whatever it always releases like serotonin by the end of the workout so yes. people usually want that serotonin they chase that feeling yes. so yes they keep on doing it no matter what their cortisol i'm not sure I yes but that's the front end you don't you, so your biochemistry from the back end is you're wrecking yourself in the long run mm -hmm. it's it's like taking it's like it's like being punch drunk 
Mm-hmm. You, 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 in the front end, you might seem fine, but in the back end, you're fucking yourself over in the long term. And yeah. this is this is not like anything crazy. That's that's why you find a lot of people, for example, having having heart attacks in like like saunas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's because they've been they've been stretched hormonally mm-hmm. so so wide that the moment there's any kind of like decompression mm-hmm. and then again stress it just rips it and okay. the fine the funny thing we see the same thing with uh, muscle tissue and we see the same thing with ligaments and we see also the same thing with fascia mm-hmm. that's why they tell mma not mma um nfl uh, players mm-hmm. that 24 hours uh before a, a match they're not allowed to go and do any uh, uh, massages or saunas or anything like that um, I mean from my understanding people usually pass out in saunas because of like dehydration heart attack and I said uh, okay I'm not out. sure I haven't done much research on it but that's something I would definitely look up on um, but when it comes to like breaks before um that's a cash by the way hello he's the one mm-hmm. who's who's asking to to get some fight match from you no yeah because <laughs> i'm not friendly <laughs> <laughs> what can i tell you an alpha gets an alpha you little beta <laughs> <laughs> no she's very friendly mm. but yeah um usually when it comes to like any sort of match or fight or like whether it was the nfl uh basketball football uh fighters you would like i would always recommend taking a break before your fight or your match or whatever you have or your game okay because your body needs to relax. Like if you're going to work out every single day, if you're going to um, train every single day, your body is going to wear out and you kind of need that break to get you back into the groove of things. So, yeah, it's just... That's uh, not exactly what I was talking about. You were talking about... I'm not sure about the sauna aspect. I still have. To I didn't do my say research. about the sauna. I said. I know, but uh, you said that they're not supposed to do any do recovery any, work. Yes. Twenty-four hours before the match. Exactly, but that's a normal thing. Not only because of the cortisol thing, which I still have to do my research on, um, but that's also something because their body needs to relax from their training that they've been doing sure but but there's different forms of relaxations right mm-hmm. like you sitting on a couch and just like lying there mm-hmm. is a form of also recovery right mm-hmm. the same as like sitting in a hot tub or whatever 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 mm-hmm. right and so there are things that you can actively do for a recovery mm-hmm. and things you shouldn't be doing actively for recovery if you're doing in a big match immediately after one is massages. Another is, I think they don't let NFL players do yoga, I think, before a match anymore either. No, I'm not sure about that. Because, again, you're stretching your, your ligament. And that when you're doing a high 
intense sport which requires a quick shift of direction or velocity velocity and your ligament is already stru- stretched more than it normally is mm-hmm. that leads then to that rip i'm not sure I will have. I will look it up for you. Yes, I'll do my research. But like usually, when Uh, you know how I know this stuff, how do you know this stuff? I have a really, really good friend who's a physiotherapist for some football teams. Okay. In in um in London, not in London, and he actually is one of the physiotherapists for one of the big champion teams, and so he was telling me what happens internally for them. Okay. So, for example, for their running, they have like a, a special treadmill mm-hmm. that's filled with water. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? And, s- and then they they run on that, yeah, in order to to not strain their knees and mm-hmm. their ankles that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I don't know anything about uh, NFL. That uh, wasn't NFL. That was for American uh, football. I I don't know much <laughs> about that. I I just know that like. When it comes to fighters, they tell us to go take massages on our rest days, and they t- tell us to like they actually will massage you with like the oil. We call it naman moi. Uh, it's like kind of it smells like Vicks. They will massage you with that, and they'll massage your body before the fight and the day before your fight. That's crazy. That's how all of the great fighters have been living mm-hmm. since they were 10 years old or younger till now. That's crazy. That's how it is for Muay Thai. I don't, I can't speak for other martial arts, but usually that's... Well, how about this? After the show is done, we'll, we'll, I'll do some research as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll forward you the case studies because I, I, okay. just, I distinctly not only remember reading it, but I was talking to that guy who does with that Mer- not for American football, who does football for the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what team it's for, but yeah. All right. I mean, I would love to know more. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I can change my ways. You do you, girl. You do no, you. Of course, I would want to do what's best for my body. So if you have you a you. recommendation, I can That's look into e- it. Even in bodybuilding, they say never static stretches before lifting. Dynamic stretches is fine. Mm-hmm. Never static yeah. stretches. Yeah. Static stretches is usually by the end of the workout. Not even, I mean, some bodybuilders don't even want to do static stretches after the workout because your muscle tear mm-hmm. uh, and you're stretching that muscle tear will lead to what they believe. I don't know how much of that is bro science uh, will lead to when the muscle knitting not mm-hmm. being quite right. It's already not going to be perfect because mm-hmm. you ripped your muscle tissue, right? And that's how muscle tissue grows. Yeah. And that size, that volume is just scar tissue, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, their their bro science believe is that when you do dynamic static stretching after a workout, mm-hmm. you're, you're further increasing the tear, mm-hmm. which sort of makes sense. And so what you're left with is then more of the, I forgot what it's called, the amino buildup. Yeah. Those are the, the small bumps that you find. Yeah. Yeah, it's from lactic acid that is then crystallized mm-hmm. or not crystallized. It's been hardened. I will look on into this. This it's, is uh, it's super interesting. Yeah, I had I, so uh, the the same physiotherapist. He was telling me that he had one patient who who whose back of his knee. He was a marathon runner who had so much lactic acid buildup over the years 
that it was the size of a golf ball. I mean, wouldn't it be best it, to like release those knots like with physiotherapy or like massages? He didn't do any. Or, that's why I recommend massages for any kind of athlete. Yeah, I, I'm not against massages <laughs> or physiotherapy. I'm saying that it depends on what time you're doing them at. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it does make sense that like not doing like though like there's different types of massages i would say there's the whole massages that physiotherapists would usually do to you um two types one would be like softer uh and like kind of just to release like cracks and uh you know release a few knots and stuff but nothing too deep and then the deep ones is going to leave you kind of in pain the next day but it also relieves your body from those knots that's my understanding of it i may be wrong um none of us are quite on topic here i don't i'm not a i i don't know i don't know much about the body but it's from whatever i've researched myself um youtube for the rescue exactly (laughs) um so what I know is that like those deeper tissue massages and like the ones that like the dry needling and whatnot, these aren't good for like before a fight. I would agree on you with that. Um, however, they like fighters personally still do need like a massage before the fight. Danny, can you can you can you look that up for me with NFL players not getting massages before a match? First link, I think. And f- in investigating whether text text messages oh, were sent. Okay. <laughs> Three to five days before. This is an old study of two thousand thirteen. <laughs> I'll find it for you. NFL players also don't do um, don't do uh, not squats, um, deadlifts. Why is that? Again, like the it's that probability thing mm-hmm. where the the ROI from return on a what's the lift called a a what did I just say deadlift deadlift. The, the ROI and probability of injury just don't match up. Mm-hmm. So instead, what they advise their athletes to do are front squats. So they can work on their legs but not get injured? Yeah, because you're mo- like your movement that mm-hmm. you're doing with a deadlift mm-hmm. is, is very similar than a movement that what you're doing with a front squat. Mm-hmm. And the probability of injuring yourself with a front squat is a lot less... less than when you're doing a deadlift. I mean, if they have good trainers, then they'll work on their form. They don't have to go high weights the tra- from the beginning. But the trainers tell them, don't <laughs> do deadlifts. Can you, can you look that up? It was, it, was, um, it, it, it was even on Joe Rogan, the guy talked about it for the NFL. Uh, NFL players don't do, don't do deadlifts.
So did you think we're going to have these kind of discussions? No? I did not I did not give any expectations for any type of conversation. This is for do professional athletes avoid doing deadlifts. This has nothing to do with the NFL. This is just like uh uh this is just normal like players. I mean, from what I know, if they're doing it in good form and they know how to do it. Um, it's the probability thing again. Yeah. It just the ROI just doesn't make sense. I mean, that's to each player, I guess. Oh, um, they, they have to follow what their trainer tells them. <laughs> they don't get a choice. Yeah, they have to be like, know. trainer, I know better. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, I don't know, because like deadlifts are very beneficial because it's kind of not a full body workout but like it uses a lot of muscles in your body than like a squat would um so but a front squat and a deadlift you use the same muscle groups not because you use like parts of your back you need your arms as well whereas front squats it's both are an eccentric movement mm -hmm. right but with the front squat you're not putting as much pressure on your lower back mm -hmm. that you would do with a deadlift and so you're cutting out that mobility of that of that hip thrust that you would normally do on a front squat mm -hmm. uh, on a deadlift and so the argument is it's better for your lower back and it's better uh, uh to, to to lessen the chance of injury because when you're doing a traditional clean front squat you're going on your hamstrings mm -hmm. and you're also targeting your glutes depending on how low you go mm -hmm. right yeah and so with with the with and you're cutting out the pressure that you would normally put on your lower back because mm. the weight is leaning forward on your chest yeah the, but then you've got the arms the pull with the arms even though you are doing like most of the weights on your like legs and your glutes um you're talking about your grip the deadlifts with deadlifts and like in comparison to like squats a front um, squat is not the same as a as yeah a, the squat. front squats um you will have to use a little bit of like back and shoulder with uh with deadlifts i think a tiny amount of activation but generally, like the powerlifters that I know, some of them train grip strength, mm -hmm. but the majority of them just use what just use whatever that thing is called. The grip, the thing. Yeah. The hook, the grip hook, whatever it's called. Yeah. No, I'm. I, I mean, I've powerlifted before, mm. and I've never used the the grip thing. Um, I mean, yeah. I. That's that's. What? Why? What do you mean, why? <laughs> because from a perspective of a power lifter, you want to lift as heavy as possible. Exactly. So if your grips aren't, if your grip strength doesn't match what your maximum P, P PR. PR is, then fuck it. Then wrap it up. That's why you have to train both at the same time. 
That's you're a very strange power lifter. Uh, I've trained with a trainer. Her name is <laughs> no, like like no, it's not. Oh well, if you train with a trainer, halas. <laughs> what no, am I talking yeah, about? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, she like instead of me just going into it on my own, um, I've had a lady like help me build up from scratch, um, and she taught me how to like work on like my grip strength while working on different stuff at the same time be that as it may let's take a break <laughs> what do you want to bring up anything you like why do you go into filming of all things uh it's actually a funny story i that's not really a funny story but i just stumbled into it um i basically had a lot of ideas of what I want where I want to go for university and a lot of majors that I wanted to go into some were hospitality there was music theater um martial nutrition, arts sports nutrition uh I wanted to be uh something like a physiotherapist there was a lot of ideas physiotherapy um, by the way makes good money I know but I feel like I found that passion a little bit later in life. And yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't want to touch people for a living. (laughs) Um, But basically, I uh, got a scholarship here in Bahrain to study web media in Polytechnic. Mm -hmm. Oh, hello, you. Hi, Stella. (laughs) Good morning. and when I realized, uh, I was looking at what web media is because I didn't really know what it was. And so I saw that, oh, we're going to be filmmaking and stuff. And before I got into university, I was, Stella. <laughs> before I got into university, I was very big in theater. Uh, and I loved acting. I loved uh, plays. Um, so that kind of brought me into the media world. And then ever since then, I started learning a little bit more and more about it. And then I got my first job as graphic designer. And ever since then, it just built up. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you were into theater, though. Yeah. But that's more acting, no? Yes. And stage design, I, I guess. I love the stage. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It's uh Oh, so you don't really like Mai Tai. You just like being on the stage no, of the Mai I'm Tai. No, I'm terrified of this like the ring. I'm terrified of the ring, but I also love the ring. <laughs> but um when it comes to acting, it's more of I get to be whoever I want to be. And I get to be whatever character that I will be playing that day. Yeah. Um that's Give me old woman. <laughs> I can't give you old woman. Oh, well, give me old woman. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> How am I supposed to give you an old woman right the now? The character requires an old woman. I, well, I did act as an old woman. So once. there you go. Sh- sh- bring it in. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> just, just do that old acting trick. That. Oh, oh yeah, my back. It hurts so much. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> No, I uh, I was in the Spring of Culture once for a little, like a kid's show. 
I had to play an old woman. It was a very fun acting scene because I was probably almost one of the youngest people there and I'm being the old woman in comparison to like people who are like much older than me and they're just like young little kids. So it was fun. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's exploring now. It's okay. She's bored. Yeah. She needs a toy, I guess. <laughs> Next time when you come for another episode, we'll, yeah. you can bring a toy. Mm -hmm. You can play yeah. fetch or something. It's fun living life with a dog. That's what I love about dogs. It's like... You say that to me like I didn't own a dog. <laughs> like, I know. I, I don't know. know what you're saying. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> in such a weird way. No. Oh, that's the great thing about having dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, like what I love about dogs in general is that the stress that you build up th during the day and like all the negativity that you face during the day, once you go and you see like your dog, your dog's just there all happy to see you for whoever you are and whatever reason like whatever my ex my ex said something very similar to that that almost broke my heart what she, did she say she said to to you he might just be a dog but to him you're his world <laughs> uh, don't make me cry right now <laughs> uh. Because I was like, she was always pampering him. And I was like, he's just a dog. Just let him be. Oh. <laughs> she said that line. And it, oh. <laughs> I, even till today, it punches me in the gut. Yeah, that just like hit my heart. Like, <laughs> And it's like, the dog is going to be there with you for just like maybe 12 years, 15 years, however long its lifespan is. But you're going to be in your dog's life for its entire life so you're it's like they're everything so it's just uh, oh. I, I used to i used to do cr not cruel things but i used to like <laughs> i slash me things to, to luther so we had a balcony that's really high up and i wouldn't hold him over the balcony obviously but i would hold his head over the balcony like just his head and he'd look down and then he'd use his paws to push back and he goes no 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 this is too high <laughs> Why would you do that to him? Because it was always so cute. He would just like look down and go, no, no, no. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> Wrong or, animal. <laughs> exactly. Or I would like, I would I'd, like throw him up and catch him. And then he, his, his, his tail would go like, as soon as it's up in the sky, his tail would go right down. And then as soon as I catched him, he would be like, oh, happy. <laughs> uh. Or if I would, if I would squeeze him, I'd like, give me your Luther. And then he'd be like, mm. and then as soon as, as, and then right after he he would, um, he'd like if you squeeze him, he'd be like, like he'll squirm out like, <laughs> like Stella. a little worm. Be yeah, like, no, 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 too tight. Thank you. Yeah, Stella loves her personal space. If I hug her for like a second too long, she's going to just like push me away, and she doesn't want me in her business. But she also like sleeps right next to me so it's fine <laughs> luther what used to do if if a stranger would hold them up like that like look at eye level to eye level he would sneeze right in your face <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great defense mechanism because they'd always be like <laughs> <laughs> every time he would just uh, snot at you <laughs> and you'd just wipe the dog snot off your face no but i heard that dogs do that as uh 
like as a way of showing that they're playing and that like this is all jokes it's like i'm not dangerous or yeah like they fake sneeze almost i don't know stella does stella does that when you rub her belly like too long and she's like upside down i would always i would get a dog walker for twice a week Mm -hmm. or maybe more i don't remember anymore and the idea behind it was i wanted to like socialize with other dogs Mm -hmm. and it really helped them a lot Mm -hmm. and one day the dog walker fucked up Mm -hmm. uh she she we we were talking he's like oh he's such a good boy blah blah blah. we go for a walk and i was like oh that's good that's good uh he sleeps he sits right next to me on the bench (laughs) i was like wait what yeah he sits on the bench and just stares at the dog so i'm paying you to take my dog for a walk with reality just sitting on a bench with him (laughs) (laughs) what kind of dog walker is (laughs) i know (laughs) did you tell them anything <laughs> I was too shy. Just like, okay, it's okay. I was like, I guess that's my pug. So that was the end of that. At least uh, your pug was interacting with him more. I remember I got like once in America uh super super high and I was like convinced that I that I that I could read Luther's mind. Convinced. <laughs> and I must have had him like like staring into his eyes like that way for like a good 30 minutes 45 minutes <laughs> i feel like my he ex, was like what's yeah, my going ex, on? Came and said, luther didn't like that at all at all <laughs> i can only imagine you just me walking in with you just like holding your dog and <laughs> 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 for like 30 45 minutes just like staring at him and i was like he wants food <laughs> did you get some food yeah <laughs> did you I, eat it absolutely oh. but it's a pug yeah, <laughs> anytime exactly. <laughs> he's always hungry uh, he's a cute little bugger no i love them they're the cutest <laughs> it's fun did you ever think of getting another dog though Maybe if I would be in a relationship with someone, I'd get another dog. But I, being alone and, and taking care of a dog, too much work. Mm, I understand. Mm. I mean, at least I have my family to exactly. look after Stella when I'm at work or something like that. I don't know how people who live alone have. Well, this society isn't exactly like super great mm-hmm. with dogs. Yeah. In London, I could take him to restaurants and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Life was so much easier, and I could take him to a pub all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what think? I would love to do, and I've been looking everywhere in this country for. I want to open. I hope no one steals my idea if this happens, but I want to open a gym that allows dogs in it. Fuck that! Right off. Fuck that. Why? Fuck that. <laughs> Why not? First of all, you're 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 gonna have so many like dogs running around that gym. That's number one issue. Number two is all the fur and hair that needs to be cleaned. Number three, you have to worry about dog piss everywhere and dog poop. We're going to have an area just for their dogs. So if let's say I want to go to the gym, but I don't want to leave Stella at home by myself, I'm by herself. Uh, I would take her to the gym with me. I do my workouts. She'd be in like the puppy center or if she's a trained dog she can sit next to me 
like how she's doing right now. Yeah, very trained. <laughs> she is. She's not doing anything. She's just going to lay down and do nothing. Yeah, she licks people's crotches <laughs> and runs around. She's not running. She's just exploring, walking around, and then just <laughs> sleeps. Yeah, but when people are like carrying weights from one place to another, that's not exactly that's practical. Why, that's why there's going to be like a area i haven't thought this through as you can tell yeah um but there's gonna be an area just for the dogs to like like a dog daycare center i like that idea like a gym so you can get your dog and then you can also do your own thing and what happens when somebody just leaves their dogs and runs away dog for adoption you've got another dog exactly (laughs) two dogs i i wouldn't mind that there we go stella would have a friend to play with there you go. You heard that, Stella? I think she'll get jealous. I don't know if she will. Jealous. We tried getting a dog before. We had a husky. See? Yeah. Uh, they didn't get along. I think it's because they were both female. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing, but I've been told that that's a thing. Um, where one of them needs to be the alpha. And because Stella was there first, uh, she kind of got very protective over her place and her area and we didn't get them to meet each other too well and so they started they need to bark and fight a little bit and then they'll they'll work it out within themselves it was was a year of barking and fighting (laughs) we couldn't do it i mean we could but it was like a lot of complaints from our neighbors so and we didn't really want that for stella like we loved the other dog as well like so much it was a part of our family at that but point, Stella but Stella was with us since she was a baby, and she's our number one baby. So you heard that, Stella? She's very spoiled. Mm. So she and she knows that. So in the beginning of, like when we first got her, my mom would be like, she doesn't want her in the house, and if you see her now, she just walks in right behind us, and she just sleeps there with us in the house and my mom doesn't say anything she's like look at her she's snoring she's so cute (laughs) oh my god i had two flashbacks right now because of you one was i remember taking luther to a vet and i was walking back with him and while i was walking back i forgot to put the lead on his neck and then i was like i remember walking 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 and i was like wait i'm not holding a lead and i was like oh no luther and i turned back and i'm looking for him and then while I was walking, like while I was turning, he was turning with me. To the <laughs> and I looked down <laughs> and he was there the whole time. He must have walked like with me for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> that's that's number one. Number two, this was the first, I think, first three months or six months of having him. Um, I was going to the apartment and inside like the lobby, I took him off the lead. Mm-hmm. And because I had to wait for a package or something like that. And I thought he was, I thought he was behaving. I thought he was right next to me. I look down. I don't see the dog. I'm like, oh no. I run outside and I don't see the dog. And I, I like literally, I remember having the phone in my hand and about to call my ex saying, dog's dead. Dog's gone. He's, it's, that's the end of that story. <laughs> that's the end of Luther. <laughs> I remember I had the phone in my hand. And uh, the the reception gets a phone call saying that there's a stranger's dog in their apartment. And so what happened was one of the neighbors, who was an elderly lady, came in. Luther just followed her. 
went up she went up to her apartment she didn't realize that the dog was like next to her goes into her apartment luther follows her and then went and sat on her couch while she got changed or did something when she came oh my <laughs> into <God>. the apartment <laughs> just a bug sitting on the couch <laughs> uh I can imagine if I was that old lady, I'd, I wouldn't even call the reception. I'd be like, okay, that's my dog, I guess. Well, he was like rubbing himself all over the couch. <laughs> she wasn't too thrilled about his behavior. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh. Fun, fun times. Sounds like fun times. <laughs> yeah, he did all kinds of stuff. Mm. Stella ran away once. Oh, no. Once Where in to? life. I mean, she didn't really run away. She went like across the road. But the scene in my eyes wasn't the greatest because my dad was going into his car. I, my dad was getting into the garage with his car. And so the garage was open and it closes. Stella knows not to go out. She's very behaved unless she sees a cat. So the door was going down, down, down. And then she notices a cat outside. And just as it's about to close she just zooms outside and all Stella. i can, exactly and all i like i look down i shout and i look down and all i can see is stella running across the road and a car coming wow my heart stops i start like my eyes are like in tears and i'm like hitting my dad's car i'm like open the garage open the garage and then i open the like he opens the garage the car stopped like closer to my house and i look at the road stella's not there i look to the sides and she's not there and then i start shouting stella 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 and then i look a little bit farther in the road and she's just like you know walking so normally even though i just seen a car hit her like the, her lower half of her body and i'm like what's going on and then i just call her name and she's like oh okay and she just comes running back to me and the woman was petrified, like, in the car. And then her daughter was also crying in her car. And I felt so bad for them. But I also, I didn't really, like, I couldn't care less about them. I'm sorry. But, like, Stella I'm was I'm sure my, they almost do this podcast right I'm now. I'm sorry. But, like, Stella was my priority at that moment. I couldn't. You heard that, Stella? She's my baby. Where is she, anyways? Right there. Oh. I'm looking right at her. Okay. <laughs> She's sleeping. She's had enough. Yeah. She had enough being on camera. Yeah. She's like, that's my moment of fame. I'm done. <laughs> First Stella-like of you. Yeah. So you went into production because you wanted to get good at acting? Yeah. I don't know why my thought process was, okay, I'm going to get more uh, knowledge with the back end of it, but that would mean that I would get more chances to be on stage. And I didn't really know how it would work until I got into the field and I realized, no, if you want to be on stage, that's a whole different field than if you want to be like behind the cameras. But as I learned more about what goes on like behind the scenes when it comes to like films, when it comes to photography, with media in general, I kind of started appreciating that type of art more. And I feel like... I wouldn't mind staying in the back, like behind the camera instead of in front of it. I still like to act. I still like to uh, model sometimes, but I like being behind the camera more. Yeah, you did some modeling gigs, didn't you? Yeah. 
for a couple of things. Danny mentioned something, Danny. Oh, oh yeah, Victoria's Secret. Secret. <laughs> completely. Oh, wow. right. I completely. I'm like, you're How like modeling gigs. And I'm like, what? Um, you I contacted guess, them or they contacted you? No, they you? contacted me. Um, they had like collaboration with a magazine here in Bahrain. Mm. And so I guess they just contacted me and they were like, hey, we have this new collection coming out and we want you to be a part of it. So they called me and like two other females here in Bahrain. Uh, and they're both like in the fitness world here. And we kind of did a shoot and it was fun. And I got cool. to keep the clothes and I'm happy. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it was comfortable. I still use it like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what a sale. <laughs> That's, Sales. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> I mean, if they want to sponsor you, I Sponsor wanna... me? You mean sponsor <laughs> you to do another <laughs> shoot, right? If you want to sponsor me to do another shoot, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to sell your clothes as much as I can. <laughs> See, there you go. If, if they're definitely not listening, but we'll boost it so their marketing team sees it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it was nice. I like to do different gigs for different people okay yeah it's uh but it's kind of difficult when it's like a video instead of like a photo shoot because when it's a video i feel like just like how you said when you come here you feel like you have to almost put on you like you being hamad you have to it's it's Maybe it might not be. If if you ever see me outside of the studio, I'm exactly the same, except I am like my personality up to 11. Yeah. That's the I only under, difference. See, I understand that because like when I have to be in front of the camera and like talk to the camera, it's like I am myself and I'm going to say whatever is on my mind. It's just I have to, I, I don't know. I just feel like, Sometimes it might be your forced. neurons just misfired right there. Yeah, I can see your brain just <laughs> like trying to figure out the that, words that was, together. <laughs> those neurons just suddenly like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like I kind of feel sometimes like I have to be like I'm forcing myself to be myself. Okay. Even though I'm going to be me, no matter what. You're forcing yourself to be a certain mood. Yes. That's what exactly. For. Which isn't fun sometimes doesn't bother me i think it like for me it's a, like a switch yeah but sometimes it takes up a little bit more of my energy than i want it to really yeah i don't get that i don't get that at all i don't know because i enjoy it like for me this is this this doesn't like this this is the funnest thing in the world oh no don't get me wrong i i love talking to people and i love like i don't mind talking to the camera it's just um, sometimes it's just a little bit like you're not in the mood for it. Sometimes you have a lot going on in your life and you're just like. I say this all <laughs> the time to my guests. Whoever sits in that chair, everything else stops mm -hmm. and it's just you. Mm -hmm. No, there's no other thoughts. Other things there's nothing stop. else. It's just you. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Mm. See, that's me with training or fights. Mm. nothing else in the world matters other than 
what I'm doing, what I'm punching, what I'm kicking. See, this is the this is the reason why I have you on the show. I I just was fascinated to meet a girl who enjoys being punched in the face. <laughs> Fascinated. I wouldn't say I enjoy getting punched in the face, but it's not something you that enjoy punching people in the face. I I I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> it's just um, it's yeah. so weird. I've, I've all the people I've ever met who we talked about fighting, they don't <laughs> enjoy knocking people out, and they don't enjoy being knocked out. None of that feels good in any direction. You're the uh, only one who's like <laughs> no, like because. Like I'm not I'm I hate doing that like in real life situations. Like if I'm uh outside and I need to fight someone, I'm not gonna fight someone. We had this conversation I know, I know. just recently. I, know. I am a very like I'm the least violent person ever in my eyes. No, in my eyes. If you take away <laughs> if you take away the whole I fight Muay Thai if you take that out, I'm not a violent person at all. Even he, even even she breathed out with like. She's <sighs> tired. She's as tired as. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> she's uh, yeah, no, she's tired. But if you take away that Muay Thai aspect, I'm not. I I don't like hitting people at all. As I told you before, I've never slapped someone in the face. I've never ever slapped someone in the face. I I, and I don't have the heart to do that. But once you're in the ring, it's like. You don't think about anything. You're, you're just thinking about how many hits can I get to hit that person. And it's, you kind of, you don't see your opponent. I wouldn't say you don't see your opponent as a person, but like, it's like, there's no emotions in this fight. It's just you versus them. And you're just, you care about you more than them. So... And like again, you you might as well be speaking French to me on this on these things. It's it's an experience. Not everyone will get to experience that in life, but it's an surely experience. everyone gets to experience getting punched at some point. Uh, no, I don't find fascination in punching people, <laughs> but it's like I'm not going to say that. I hate it and stuff like that. I'm trying to maneuver you to, to, to theater and film and stuff like that. And you keep maneuvering me back on <laughs> how you enjoy kicking people's theater asses. Theater and film is fun too. But yeah, no, I mean, I think it's because that's a big part of my life. So You in make my head, it a big part of your life though. And I personally don't mind that. I mean, it's like, something that I don't mind continuing with. It's something that I don't mind it being my entire life. So, yeah. But theater and film is fun. And I do other stuff. I do other sports too. Such as? Um, when I took, during COVID, when COVID first hit, um, all gyms were closed and I couldn't do Muay Thai. So I started powerlifting. Yeah, I love skiing. I know it was so sad. Uh, uh, no, but that did really take a toll on me. But um, I tried to find other sports to do. I tried rowing. Rowing is very fun. Uh, 
And it's a it's a fun social activity as well. I never thought that it would be a social activity, but it's a nice way to like get to know new people while also doing a workout. So rowing is fun. We usually go in like Bahrain Bay and like go around. Oh, you're one of those freaks that I see sometimes there. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, I actually part time sometimes with beach culture and. Allah uh, Hamma Muhammad didn't yeah. pass away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a very nice, it's a very welcoming community. So I paddle there. I instruct paddle sometimes. When As well. Did. Okay, yeah. you're all that one knit community. <laughs> are all of you guys fighters that work there? No, What's no, going no, on? No, no, no. What uh, are they doing? What are they starting there? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, uh, it's a community of like beach lovers and water right, lovers. Right. And I love the water and I love the beach. So I wouldn't say no to an opportunity like that. Um, I'm also with Carousel. I do hoop. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm big in hoop and their flexibility and their dance classes and stuff like that. Um, and that's very fun. At least that like gives me a little bit, that makes me go back to my feminine side a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it makes me enjoy that. Like I can be like tough and stuff, but I can also like be, you know, a girly girl and stuff. <laughs> um, it's, I find that so fascinating in that it's, 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 it's only in the recent generation of the last, like, I don't know, decade where this emphasis of, of taking on male category categoristics with on females, mm -hmm. this, this is completely new territory. This wasn't yeah. a thing like pr prior to our generation, for mm -hmm. our generation. Uh, I, I'd like that never happened. Never, 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 never. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that people are looking into more now. Um, I think it's mother's fault. Why? I think it's absolutely the mother's fault. I think that they've taught their daughters the necessity of, of being totally independent. And although that sounds on paper very nice, I think for a relationship, that doesn't make sense. And why is that? Because I think you want you and your partner to be dependent on each other mm -hmm. right and the more independent you you want to be yourself mm -hmm. the less reason you have to be with your partner and that's what a relationship is it's supposed to be symbiotic in the end of the day it shouldn't be something where you're like oh i have an exit strategy mm -hmm. do, do you know what i mean i mean i understand where you're coming from um and i agree in some cases however i am a believer within myself that when it comes to relationships, Danny is furiously typing away to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that like a relationship is more of two individuals, two independent individuals, and they're just their lives are like kind of combining into each other. You're just a bonus to each other. You're you both have two lives to live, and you're just bonuses. You don't have to rely your whole life on someone. No, I, this is where we disagree. I think there's something beautiful when you look at our grandparents and you realize that in some senses they're one person. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, they've been 40, 50 years together. Do you not know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I still see 
the love in like two people can have their lives intertwined and they can be one person when they're together but when you take both of them like in two different areas and you look at them as an individual they will be their own independent selves they can still survive i i that's that's where we disagree yeah well, I mean, aristotle said aristotle said uh, lovers are, are lovers are 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 two hearts that beat as one mm-hmm. right i mean and i think there's there's some beauty to that yeah you don't seem like you understood it no i mean <laughs> Like, <laughs> because they it goes kind ba-dum, of, yeah. Ba-dum. So when they're like together, they're like beating together and That's stuff. That's what two lovers are, yeah. Yeah, but you can still have that two lovers um, beating uh, the <laughs> same heart. Well, beat. you when you go beating, you go straight to that. <laughs> no, what is not like up that? With you? <laughs> not like that, but like you can still have that type of love while still being independent. I think that. I don't, I, listen, I, I think, I, maybe it's my own fault because my thinking is, is, is from another, dec- another century, forget another decade. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I just am I'm, I'm not part of the zeitgeist of what's happening around me and out of sync with what is current. I just formally believe in that the, the more you two are are one mm-hmm. the better it is for a family unit the better it is for the relationship the better it is to stick through it right i don't mm-hmm. think that divorce is something that should be easy for example of course i think it, it it's it, it's supposed to be something that's difficult mm-hmm. right and the more easier you make it the more it's accepted by society I think the more problems in her has that doesn't necessarily mean because the counter argument to that is oh what about if it's an abusive relationship or what about this or what about that 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 can all be true right and and for there should be exemptions to get out of that kind of relationship mm-hmm. that is abusive no questions mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be that oh you know what I don't think I love Annie anymore I don't think I love John anymore therefore let's get out of here I mean I don't think that Uh, when someone marries another person i don't think it should be because i love this person it shouldn't they shouldn't base it around that okay. at all um because i think that love fades okay um love will come and go and come and go and come and go during a relationship how very mature of you really <laughs> i think so uh i mean i i don't know i don't know if this is a known thing or not but I think that this is something that like I believe in is that love will always come and go but as long as you have that foundation of like of loyalty and that almost sort of like friendship type of thing that even when you fight you're still kind of almost going to have each other's backs um you don't necessarily have to love the person but you're going to like support them you're going to try you're going to do what it takes that's why when you say divorce shouldn't be easy i agree with the fact that like people just because i fall out of love with you doesn't mean i should divorce whoever i'm with it you should at least keep trying find different ways maybe 
you need to spark that love again with different methods or whatever i'm not a love expert but (laughs) (laughs) why did you phrase it so weird you were going so well and then then you like it's like you forgot what you said like what you were saying middle way through how often did you get hit in the head by the way you literally daily you literally went from yeah then then kind of lost track of your own thought no amazing that's that's the way my mind (laughs) works um but yeah I think that people should try instead of, of course, in cases of if they're being abused or in like different situations that I may not think of right now, um, it could like, of course, divorce should be should be an option there, but it shouldn't be your first resort option. I'm not talking about people who have been abused or whatever in their relationship. I'm talking about people who say, oh, but I've fallen out of love with the person. That I, like I said, that I agree with you on. We're both on the same page on, on, on this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, it's very difficult because the one thing that I learned from a lot of the guests that we have on is the more clearly defined the roles are, the mm-hmm. more happier the relationship is. Mm-hmm. And the more the roles are not defined, the more unhappy the relationship is. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, there should be like, I wouldn't say ground rules because. No, but like um, in the sense what the guests, what they mean is that like if if the guy is earning the cash, Mm -hmm. then that's his role. Mm -hmm. And if I'm taking care of the kids, then that's my role. Mm -hmm. Right. And the more clearly that defined is, the better. And the moment that that somebody has to step out of their role, mm-hmm. the less, the more hassle it is, the less happy they are. So, do you actually, Aristotle, not Aristotle, um, Marcus Aurelius said something like that, didn't he, Danny? Can you look it up? And it was how did it go? Uh, 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 to build. Can you look it up, Danny? Marcus Aurelius, and then talk, he talked about habits, I think. Habits? And then just look at images. He had a quote about habits. I'm trying to remember how it went. And the more happy, like the more happiness you build into your habit, mm-hmm. that whenever you exit it. No, that's not it. I can't remember which one it was. I, I have I've read it a few times. Your mind will be the hab- habitual thoughts for the soul becomes die with the color of its thoughts. That's kind of beautiful, but that's not the one I was thinking of. The one below, 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 below that one right there. I think that's the one. As far as you can get into. As far as you can get into the habits of asking yourself in a relaxation to any action taken by another. What is this point of reference here? But begin with yourself. Examine yourself first. I'll have to find it and I'll send it to you. Okay. It's none of these. But do you think that maybe... 
like because you said that like the roles need to be defined do you think that maybe it's okay for like a role to be shared with each other like let's say when it comes to money i i i don't want the other person to spend on me and the kids or whatever uh that i disagree with like why can't it be a shared thing i think like i said earlier the more independent two people are the less they are in 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 a symbiotic relationship mm -hmm. and i firmly believe that your duty as a husband and as a as a good father is to make sure that the family is taken care of and mm -hmm. that's why in 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 our traditional families you find that the that the husband is usually the breadwinner or earning mm -hmm. the cash or whatever but who's in charge of the spending usually the wives the moms mm -hmm. They spend on the kids, they spend on the food, they spend on everything. So when you're looking at household income and household spending, it generally is that the women are, are in, co on, in complete control of the finances, not so much men. Okay, now what if the woman makes more than the men does? I think if, if, if you're talking about me personally, uh, if, if, if my wife or whatever would earn more money than I would, I wouldn't be upset at my wife. I would be upset at myself. And why is that? Because I would be like, I'm doing something wrong if I'm not able to make sure that I'm fulfilling my duty. Does that make sense or not? What if you're fulfilling, like you're doing what you need to do and you're uh, taking care of the family, um, but your wife just makes more? Then I would be, I would be like, I would, seriously, I wouldn't be upset of my wife. I would be upset of myself and I would re-examine my life choices and being like, hey, what am I doing wrong? Because my duty, and in the end of the day, this is the, I truly believe this way, and I think most fathers see it this way. If it, and I would designate you as a good father if you see it this way. Mm -hmm. Your first priority isn't yourself. Mm -hmm. It's family. the family, right? And it's not about your passion. It's not about what your wants. It's about what's best for the family. Mm -hmm. And I think the moment you have a father who's saying, "Oh, I don't want to work this job because this makes me unhappy," mm -hmm. that is fucking crazy. That to me, at least, right? That's yeah. that's that's to me, and I think that I mean, I I would I I'm, I'm literally I at this exact moment I think I'm 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 literally speaking almost my dad's voice out of my mouth, <laughs> because he would he would say exactly the same thing, and I think your dad would probably also mm -hmm. say the same thing, and I think yeah. also Akash's or probably and, and Dan's dad would probably say something similar mm -hmm. on those lines. Yeah, I mean Dan's dad is, is a specific case since he's a he's a he's a worker of God. Nice. He's a priest. Nice. No, he's not a priest. He's a pastor. You disagreeing with what I'm saying? I mean, I do understand that, like, my father personally cares more about what he's giving to the family more than, like, his own happiness and stuff. He wants to provide to us more than, like, like for himself. Like, he cares about his our happiness more than his... Uh, which I appreciate and I love that about him Don't you a think lot. That should be However, normal. I I mean it is okay, but I think that it's something that is shared between the mother and the father, or like the husband and wife. The way I the way I got told about it with with friends now my age group, a lot of my friends have kids and stuff like that. They said having kids is like having your heart outside of your body. Mm -hmm. And they explained that that whatever you thought brings you joy and whatever else, 
kind of disappears mm -hmm. and whatever like making like your child and seeing them like lighting up mm -hmm. that replaces that and that really like kind of like it's like oh wow that like kind of changed my my mental frame on that i mean a lot of parents uh say that like their outlooks in life changed after having kids so i can't really speak on behalf of like parents and how like the, the happiness that they feel with their kids and stuff And I can only imagine like they want to dedicate their entire lives towards them. But I feel like it's not like, let's say the father can provide for their kids and help their like his family. It doesn't have to be financially only like I, financially. It could be a two way thing. This is again where, where I disagree, disagree with you on, on, on this case. Mm -hmm. I think there's no point of having a child if you're not going to be there for them. That's number one. You can be there for them. No, I, I on it, like, especially if we're looking at the UK in this case, people work, let's say two people work, they're earning about 40, 50,000 pounds a year. About 40 to about 40k goes into childcare. Mm -hmm. So you're having two people work full time in order to earn an excess of 5,000 BD a year mm -hmm. and to not have to take care of your child. That to me is crazy. Of course. Not every, I believe that not everyone is supposed to be a parent, not everyone is suitable to be a parent. I don't know about that. You know, when, when I look at like my mom's friends who are now in her, their 70s mm -hmm. and they talk about how their, their regret in life is not ha have. I distinctly remember one of my mom's friends. We had this discussion. She just broke down in tears and she said, I wake up at 10 and I stay in bed till one. Mm -hmm. And then I wake up and I make myself some lunch and I go back to bed because there's nobody. She's in her 70s and there's nobody. She never got married, so she never had a husband. She never had kids. So the only pe like people she hangs out with is her age group friends. Mm -hmm. And they're disappearing. Right? And she's like the aunt. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I she mean, sees them a lot, like once a month. And she lights up seeing, you know, the, the her, mm -hmm. her, her nieces, I guess, in that sense. That's about it. I mean, I understand that. Um, a part of me thinks that, like, okay, they could involve themselves. Like, if they want to keep, uh, like, if they want to have something to do with their day, they can, like, find themselves a hobby. However, I really still don't think that everyone should be a parent because not everyone knows how to raise a kid no one like not everyone can be there for their their kid um a lot of parents just throw their kids to like nannies or maids or whoever I, like, and i don't think that's the right approach me too uh and a lot of parent like a lot of people do not have the patience to raise a whole human like a child um and i feel like it's not like a responsibility I, everyone can but take. I, i just said not everyone can be good parents right we had this that was like the preface mm -hmm. of that right i i think from a biological perspective nature wants you to procreate that's what nature's drive is on you mm -hmm. right uh 
when when you're talking about like for example that specific my, that specific person my mom's friend it, it's that nobody thinks about her mm -hmm. that's what really like like puts the pressure on she doesn't have anyone that calls her she doesn't have anyone that like 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 with my mom for example i speak to her at least once or, once a day or w once every two days and mm -hmm. i just talk mm -hmm. how are you doing what's happening are you okay you know that that's yeah. the that that's the thing way you have kids partially mm -hmm. is that when you are you know being being coming towards the, the 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 last stage of your life because you know what do they say children and old people have more in common than people in the middle yeah right yeah. And, and so that that cycle almost is there yeah and you break that cycle and so then you're you're stuck in a city situation i know that aspect of it is tough the whole loneliness when you don't have a kid but I I, i'm saying they're agreeing like yeah. i'm through it no i mean <laughs> i'm 30 not 60. <laughs> i was sitting You're there like, going yup yup so yup yup <laughs> <laughs> no but i still like i'm not going to get someone like me personally i wouldn't get someone in this world for my own um be just because i'm bored i want a kid because i'm bored or i'm going to be lonely when i'm old so i want someone to be there for me no i i don't want to put that responsibility on someone and the responsibility on myself to raise this kid I mean, you listen, your parents can be selfish too, and you can have selfish reasons for having a child, whether it's for tax reasons or whatever, 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 right? I don't think there th that it's a moralistic like like thing where you have to make sure that your ethics are on point before you go and have a child. I, that's not what I'm saying at mm -hmm. all. I say that a lot of what you think you want and what you end up having when you have a child changes you significantly. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I distinctly remember one of my friends, they just recently had a child. He said to me, listen, I, I I got told again and again and again, the moment you have your baby in your arms, like something snaps in you, mm -hmm. right? And he had the baby in the arms and nothing happened. And he, he was just, he didn't almost like care. And then he said it took about three, four weeks. And then finally something happened to him. And suddenly he, he his, his entire outlook in life changed. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, it's, it's not an immediate effect. It's not something that happens overnight. He of said it, it takes a while. And then you, you morph mm -hmm. into that being, basically. Of course. You still have to realize that you got a whole child and this kid is yours. This baby is yours. So it would take time. But I do agree with the whole thing of it changes you as a person. Like having a kid changes you as a person and changes your outlook on life and everything it, it's fascinating because it, it changes you in in, in i mean I, I from this is all from uh, external experiences because i'm not don't, i'm not a father but from from what i've noticed in my own friend circle is it 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 changes their persona mm -hmm. right like the people that i used to know who would be a little bit more dopey Mm -hmm. kind of like easygoing that's completely gone mm -hmm. other people that i knew who used to be really like like uptight and very like like mm -hmm. it, very narrow have loosened up incredibly other people that i know who who weren't that driven 
about like getting that promotion, getting that money, getting that thing, that completely changed. Yeah. And they're like, they're like really, I don't, I, know. I don't know. It's, it's like, amazing. these are not conversations I have very often, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, like, to me, it's just, I always think about it and I'm like, I'll never get to understand that change in mindset that parents have when they get a kid until I have a kid. And I'll never know that, like, what's that switch that happens? Because no matter how many people, like, tell me that, oh, you have a switch in your mindset, like, you're a whole different person and stuff like that, I think about it and it's like, to me, it's like, how can you be a whole different person than you were, like, a few months ago? Like, I mean, you can change, but, like, it's that switch to me is just very fascinating. Maybe I can put it in a way that, that it would make sense. It's, it's, like, it's like having your top priorities disappear because you have a new top priority. Imagine you have a friend who's super into, I don't know, gaming. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he discovers badminton. And now all he is is badminton. Could you imagine that kind of a friend? I could. So that's, I'm guessing, the same thing as with parents. Their favorite whatever thing that they used to like has now been replaced with their child, which is now their favorite thing. It's just to have a, like something that I prioritize that much in life, like as a kid, as a parent would see their kid. It's just amazing the amount of love and care that, a person can give to another human being it's just i know i'm just saying that like i love that kind of love that they give and the care and the amount of energy that they give and it's just very admirable in a way have you ever met have you ever had one of your friends like girlfriends who started dating a guy and it's totally changed i knew dudes who, who, who 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 completely changed after meeting a girl mm-hmm. and i'm sure you must have met girls who completely changed what about you danny you've already ever met 1a1 yeah, <laughs> so there you go so i don't think it's like that crazy i'm not sure i think by those... the way danny is the closest one of having a child really yeah in what way is he Danny, you want to spill the secrets Ooh. <laughs> okay yeah that and he's getting married in april Okay, that that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you want to defend that? He doesn't want the wife to know, does he? <laughs> okay. You have sex all the time, but with Akashi. <laughs> that is definitely true. Uh, they those two have been thinking about moving in together. Uh, good luck. <laughs> no, but when you get your wife here. <laughs> no, 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 no. The wife has to go. He ain't moving in with me. That's guaranteed. <laughs> I'm telling you, you two have something special between the two of you. Dude, you guys are all the time fucking bed bunks. <laughs> what? Oh, no, thank you. I don't, I don't want to get in between you and your relationship. Is the wife you already jealous about how much time you spend with Akashi? <laughs> She knows where her place is, you mean? <laughs> well, who has, who, who's the rules of your heart? <laughs> You're so nervous. <laughs> no, it's okay. 
The only thing we we talked about all kinds of issues, but we never talked about media. Hmm. <laughs> what about media? I mean, media is. What's your favorite movie? Let's take a break and let's talk about your favorite movie. Okay. Right. Like discussing about like everything and anything. Yeah. Yeah. You want to come on next time? We can do like a movie-centered podcast. I would love that. Yeah. I'd get a list of my movies and you can get a list of your movies. I was thinking, right, and this was with Angeline as well, that we should do like a movie night. Yeah. And then we can watch like director's commentary or something I like that. I would love that. That would be so cool, actually. And I know so many people who would be interested in Ooh, that. Ooh, what we could do potentially is do like, uh, remember that Red Letter Media done? We could do something like that. What did they do? You've never heard of Red Letter Media? No. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Sorry. Oh. I'll send you, they do a review that's about the female Ghostbusters. That's like so funny. Uh, what, like do they review uh, movies? They, they review movies that me and you have never, ever, ever, ever seen. But how do they find, uh, how are you so sure that we have never seen it? Because they came out between, let's say, 1973 <laughs> and 1985. Okay. <laughs> and they are not in print. Mm -hmm. Like some t They have something called Black Spine Edition, mm -hmm. where they get like sent films that have no labels on it. Okay. And they just... Luck of the draw. No, I would love to see that now. <laughs> Can you put it on the TV? Um, I'm trying to remember the name. It's Red Letter Media and let's type in dancing. dancing yeah or maybe try a uh, cowboy think let me think let me think um, try black spine black spine aren't you intrigued when you see those those yeah now I'm definitely going home and watching everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's like a hundred and so episodes. This is what I have literally on my iPad for flights. Literally. <laughs> Saved and downloaded. Saved and, and downloaded. And I just watch it and I just laugh like a maniac. Um, all right. Give me one second. Let me look it up. Let me
You know what I love? There's this YouTube channel. I forgot exactly the name of it. <laughs> but they like review like it's a psychologist and a normal uh like a guy that like animates films they review like disney movies and they review normal like childhood movies in a psychological aspect of things and they go deep into like the meanings of it or like the hidden meanings behind the films and it's just very fun to see it from like an animator's point of view and a psychologist's point of view cuz it's fun but it's also like very heartwarming at the same time i mm-hmm. uh, i i can i have the name on my laptop but i just have to yeah of course
It's baby steps. So did you ever expect you'd be on a podcast where you would watch uh, gay this? men stripping? Nope. That's the first for I everything. Mean, exactly, but it's fun. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was an odd pause right there. It's, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't think I'd ever think that I'd be in a podcast watching gay men stripping. Like, it's not something that you say on a daily basis. <laughs> now you can. Now you can. You'll be like, oh, fuck. That was the last time on the podcast. We watched some gay dudes. <laughs> uh, it's a fun experience. Yeah, they'd be like, what was it? Who was like a cowboy? It was like... There's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, cowboy. yeah. <laughs> Best thing ever. <laughs> I just love, like, that, that animation of that, like, early... 90s where you have like that freeze frame mm -hmm. of like one and then the video continues on the other side <laughs> yeah. that's not done nearly <laughs> enough anymore that needs to be that needs to be brought back i think 
Yeah, no, I think uh, filming needs to, like... Return to its roots. Yes. <laughs> Bring I, back the gay strippers. <laughs> they, they knew what was up. They knew how to how to make content. Where are they? Exactly. Where is that now? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Fuck, you know. No, I've always wanted to make, like, a really shit quality movie with, like, you know, that's obviously green screened and... Like you know, with that freeze frame and everything. Let's 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 message me message to. me in six months. We have a studio <laughs> fully built out. If you need a studio, I can manage something for you. I can find you something. Are you serious? Or are you bullshitting? Yes, no, I'm serious. Really? Like for reals? For, for reals? For reals? For reals? For reals? Do you know a place? We've been uh, looking. I know. I know a few places. Ooh, what kind so. of square meters we're we talking about? Depends. Oh. I know some people who can like rent out smaller places and i know like we're looking for like 500 square meter okay preferably somewhere between 300 to 500 okay uh no walls what do you mean no walls like like a warehouse like oh okay okay empty space (laughs) meant like no 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 (laughs) open space and i'm like wait a minute (laughs) we want to stay around the budget of let's say between a thousand a thousand five okay um and yeah, anything else, Danny? <laughs> He's still looking at those gay dancers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rental place, studio. Yeah, lower the better, I guess. What's accessible for you guys? So if it's not in siege repair or yeah. Which it definitely won't be. If it's with the one with our diplomatic area, the one which we have tomorrow. Okay. Then it's gotta be in Sudaya or Hamala. I think Hamala. Yeah, the highway, that's a good bit. If we want to have people from Saudi coming in, that might not be a bad choice. Right? But the problem is AC. I think most places we'll find. We found some for 600, but we have to spend... Ooh. Yeah. I'll get you some areas because I was looking previously for some and I found really great Ooh. places. This is for the, the production company you're currently working at? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And what is it? It's, you're still doing mostly adverts and stuff? Yeah. Um, TVCs, um, ads. Sometimes we would have like uh, like TV shows and stuff like that, but... It's nothing like it, it wasn't when I was around, and usually now when I'm there, it's mainly TVCs, ads, commercials, anything. I'm surprised because I know for most people that work here in Bahrain production, all of them go through agents that are either in the UAE, Lebanon, or Saudi. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at me confused. N- like because we're not usually, getting into ads. We're not competitors. No, Don't no, worry no, no, about no. that. I know, I know, but like usually. People from the UAE and Saudi and uh, like all these places would then come to us and like they would say, hey, we have like a shoot in like Saudi or like, you know, Khobar or somewhere like close to Bahrain. And they want us to go there. They want us to have a shoot in Bahrain 
uh, or sometimes they even want us to like shoot in like Oman and Dubai and places like that. I find so, that very difficult to believe. Really? Yeah. No, it's. I mean, we have clients. That's not what down. I'm saying. I'm saying that most of the people we've had on the show, all like 99% Dan, is that wrong? 99% would, would say that um, that they get jobs through agents off, off-site of, of Bahrain. Yeah. Although they're, the client is from Bahrain. Yeah. Anybody who travels to Bahrain, they're all money. Yeah, that's very true. A lot of people, I mean, I do agree, like, if I was... I thought you were going to say, yeah, I do agree. No. We do money laundering, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, no, no, another no, no. one. <laughs> Oh, you caught me. It's not my business. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, like I agree. You backpedaled was... that one very quickly. Like it's not my business. <laughs> it's not my business. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's a good, it's a well functioning company. You get the edit. Name. You can at, you can tell us what you don't want in. So That's don't worry. Okay. I'm fine with everything. Yeah. Uh, Scratch <laughs> <laughs> um, No, um, if I was a standalone business. Or like, you know, I had my own thing and I wanted someone to do an ad for me or like, I don't know anyone here. I would definitely go to someone abroad and tell them because I, I don't know, nothing is really exposed here. Like there isn't really big, big things that like, you know, I would see Dubai and Dubai is like so flashy and shiny. And as a business, I would want to be like Dubai and like, you know, flashy, shiny, new thing, you know, Um and it's not really seen a lot here in Bahrain. So we want, like, it's just a matter of, like, you need to promote yourself as, like, a business. Or, like, you know, my company that I work for, it's, like, you know, you have to network and put yourself out there and show your show that, like, Bahrain Bakshish has... and got it. <laughs> not really, but yeah. yeah. No, but like if you know the right people and then they refer you to other clients, like if you do good jobs for them and then you refer them to other, like they refer you to other people and other people and other people and then your client base is then big. I can tell you right now, based on other people we've had in production, that does not happen for them. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I, I've had... Danny, am I wrong with that? What she was saying? How? <laughs> Stop watching that game porn. Up. <laughs> uh, but how, how are you getting clients these days? <laughs> My point exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I mean, usually a lot of clients would come to us and say that they've been referred to from one of their clients and that's there the good, go. like that's a good thing uh about working with corporate ads and stuff like that is that somehow some way they're all kind of connected like all the businessmen know each other almost not all of them but like they it's have a small town yeah. yeah they have connections and stuff so if you do good work and you have good relations with this person and they'll want to keep working with you their friend which is another businessman stella stella is definitely a businesswoman yes <laughs> she really is there we go she'll do what she wants and she that's not a like, good businesswoman exactly stella Hi, you stella. come back to us 
She needs water. <laughs> I think I just filled up her cup right All now. Right. Thank you, guys. Hey, I told you that we love Stella, didn't we? Yeah. We've only just met her today, but I feel like I've known her a lifetime. Aww. Thank you guys for being so accommodating. Oh, it's my pleasure. Her. It also feels like I've met you sometime before. I feel like. I'm just not sure. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe I just have one of these faces. I thought you meant the same to me. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm saying same to you, but yeah. also maybe I just have one of these faces. You're saying that I also have maybe one of those bold no, heads. No, I'm saying maybe <laughs> I have. No, I'm saying that I feel like I've met you before. Yeah, it's like, weird, right? Yeah. I feel like when there's a conversation that just rolls, it's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You were thinking of something. Your your neurons misfired right yes. there again. No, I, it's like. Do you get high a lot? No. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> Off camera. Yes. Yes. On camera. No. <laughs> there we go. We can cut it out. You get the you get the review. You get to tell us anything you don't want on. Fine. And we delete I mean, the original other than footage. That, but like. Well, so coke? Keep it. Huh? Coke? No. Okay, weed. Yeah. Okay. I'm and something else. Woman. Okay. No, I'm a simple woman. Okay. We had a teacher on who 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 buys weed from her students and then makes Yeah, I'm telling you, we've had you have no idea the kind of like wild shit we've we've had. The talks. I can only imagine the amount of like this. We talk. had a Zionist Jew on. We've had a um Jihadi on. Oh we had gosh. a person who's attempted suicide multiple times. We've had a guy who well, lots of money launderers, so many money launderers. Um, we've had a guy who builds fake businesses for underground companies. Uh, we've had, we've had just weapons dealer. I love how you've had all these people and they just trust you with like big secrets like that or like big things like that but yeah but uh, like i'm on the hook too it's not like it's not a one-way thing true <laughs> true it's not like they don't know where i live and it's also not like <laughs> that i'll not be stuck in the same gutter if mm -hmm. they go to jail right next to them i'm either in the same cell or the cell right next to them that's true exactly that's true. makes a lot of sense now so do you want to make a terrible movie, you said, yeah? Yes. I have a great idea. What's up? Whew, there's so many bad ones. There's so many bad ones. I'll take the, the first I'll send you a whole list. You. I'll send you a whole list. <laughs> I would love to make a bad movie. After the show, give me your WhatsApp, and I'll give you a whole list of terrible movies that you can watch <laughs> if you have the same f film like style as me. The Room type of... The Room is an academic classic and compared to the room. movies I'll show you. <laughs> Like okay. the things that I will show you will you will you will be brain dead. <laughs> I would love to watch those. I've met Tommy Wiseau. Really? When? At a cinema on a screening. Like for what? <laughs> for the room. Oh, you were there in the room's screening? Yeah. He goes like he's he's a very simple man. <laughs> say it that way. And um he's he's also very harsh against his critics. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like somebody asked him, why isn't it, chi why isn't it in chi Chinese? And he went off like a whole thing. He was like, first you racist, it's Mandarin. <laughs> 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 and 
And he's just like, why does it need to be Chinese? Can it not just be in English? Like he went a whole tangent. The guy just was like. <laughs> and I just put my hand up and I said, uh, Tommy, what would have happened if you had a budget of 300 million instead of a million or whatever your budget was, Tommy? And he looked at me and was like, good question. I probably added another camera angle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so afterwards, he signed my DVD. Aww. Mm. Do you still have it? Yeah, of course I have it. Okay, good. I don't know. Some people like just have something signed and they like throw it away. Who are these people? I don't know. It's just <laughs> no. Why like, do you have to feel like you have to add something if no, there's nothing no, to no. be added? There are there are people like I know few people that do that that they just like get signed stuff they're like oh my gosh i've met this person i have this person this person's thing signed and then we talk about the story like years later and then they don't have it with them yeah they like, probably eBay like, eBay oh, it. i don't know it's somewhere in the house or something i, like, I know exactly where my tommy was so dvd is <laughs> it's in my kitchen my first cupboard in the middle i know it like hey at least now i know where to go if i ever <laughs> good luck finding my apartment it's in london oh well, if I ever go to London. Yeah, and after you've checked 10 million apartments. Yes. <laughs> finding that one kitchen. Tommy 10 was million so, kitchens. There you go. At that point, it's easier just to... Oh, Tommy was so goes to like uh, Prince Charles Cinema every year. Okay. So I'll just get my own signed there you go. DVD. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I would love that. I just don't go to the UK too much. I mean, you, you could go to Dubai as well. I'm sure he goes there too. Does he? Really? What, what would he do in Dubai? Because he makes money. So he goes to Dubai? <laughs> he ma he charges you for the signature <laughs> and the DVD. I mean, it's not for free. He doesn't just sit there and be like, thanks for watching the movie. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. In my head, I'd be like, what, what will people do in Dubai? Or like the Middle East? I don't know. I just... I don't know because I'm so used to Dubai. I'm so used to Bahrain and the Middle East and stuff like that. That I'm like, oh, what is there to do if they like go here, like come here? They come for a job. They get like their DVD signed, mm -hmm. right? They get ticket sales from the cinema playing the movie. I'm sure the UK would have lots of people who would love. Yeah, but maybe he gets bored from going just to London every year. <laughs> True. Can you, can you look that up, Danny? See if Tommy Wiseau went to Dubai for signing? Sure he did. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Was... Close enough. Yeah. Sure he went to... I'm sure he's gone to to uh, Dubai at some point. Yeah, that's the DVD I've got in the room. Right mm -hmm. there, Blu-ray, no less. The Room is the greatest movie. I feel like The Room brings people together. It's... What a great pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll send you a bunch of movies where you'll be like, holy shit. <laughs> 